on the post at, at sexymarriageradio.com. So what do you think? That's very cool. I love hearing responses from people. And oddly enough, I love hearing all sides of it. You know, oh, yeah. Well, like those, We knew not everyone would agree with that. Yeah, the, but I like hearing the people that uh, are along the same lines as us. But I also like hearing from the people that take issue with something we may say or a stance we have on something. Because... I, I like to think that that helps us make more, be more well-rounded in what we believe. Yeah, and the point is getting us talking about it. We want we want uh, sex to not be this big taboo thing that you're just horrified to talk about. And of course, you know we can't apologize for the worldview that we share. We do happen to come from a a Christian perspective. Hopefully, we don't feel like we're beating you up and preaching at you. We don't like to be preached at so much, but we love to celebrate a sex life that is sizzling and sacred. Yeah, because I do believe most everybody wants a healthy, vibrant, alive marriage or relationship. I mean, so I think that I think that's we're proponents of what a lot of people want. We just may encapsulate it slightly different than what some people want. Yeah. I think we all are wired for connection. Absolutely. So speaking of being wired for connection and disconnection and and input from our listeners, I think you have something we were going to talk about. Well, yeah, but let's first say this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Oh, uh, yes, Dr. it is. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. And you can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd also want you to talk to us. Uh, give us some feedback at 615-567-3996 or as Gina likes to say, 615-56-SEXY-6. That's right, 56-SEXY-6. And you have to say it with that sultry <laughs> voice. Or you can also send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. With no sultry voice. No, you just type then. <laughs> and we want to hear from you. So you got something on your mind, a question, a thought, a criticism, a point. Anything like that, anything goes. Uh, hopefully you know us well enough if you've been on board for a while that we will go anywhere you want to go if it's helpful. And if you haven't been on board for a while, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad that you've joined <laughs> us where we are having honest conversations about life, love, marriage, sex, anything and everything in between. So one of the things that has come up, because as we've gone through the 16, 17 shows of Sexy Marriage Radio thus far, we've tried to have a little more of a global approach, a a topical approach, if you will, where it's not real, real deep down specific on some issues, but it's a little broader, but it's still kind of on some sort of a topic. And the reason is because we're trying to cover a lot of information, and it's really hard to make it personal and, and specific in lots of instances. So some of the emails we, re- we receive are real personal. And we'll do everything we can if you want us to talk about whatever it is you email us to keep you confidential and keep you anonymous. <laughs> but it is one of those things that when we try to go too deep, we, we can lose some people because you're going to have extremes or exceptions to some of the major things that just unfold in, in a majority of marriages. 
But is this so? Let me ask you this: What no. about a sexless marriage? Is that majority or minority? Typical or atypical? That's a tough one. <laughs> um, I would say, in general, a minority. But not by much. But probably not by much, exactly. <laughs> because, again, sexless marriage is defined as 10 times or less a year. So roughly once a month or less, that's a sexless marriage. So a couple of the emails we've gotten, though, have been along those lines. And so I think it is probably good that we talk about that. I think to, so. To dive into the idea of the powerlessness involved with being in a marriage where the low desire partner, or in this case, the almost no desire partner, completely controls sex. Because that's, that's exactly what's going on. When you have a high desire, or low desire, the low desire partner controls sex. They determine when it happens. They determine which advances they accept and which advances they reject. So they have complete control. It's just de facto control. And most of the time, the person with the low desire doesn't like that control either. It's not, it's, I don't think it's a power trip. Sometimes it can be, but sometimes, I think most of the times it's not. I, don't, I think that, that added pressure only serves to magnify the system that's already at play. Well, Corey, that totally depends. That's talking about two completely different relationships. There's a relationship where a low-desire spouse is baffled by their low-desire, in which case they hate being the one who controls that sex life because then they're to blame for a, a non-fulfilling sex life. Okay. And then there's the spouse who withholds out of anger and resentment and issues. Okay, so then that, you, that is power-driven is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, it's a control thing. Okay, because it's a way to get back at them. Yeah. You never hung out with a lot of girls who say, he ain't getting any. <laughs> you don't sit at my girlfriend tables. Yeah, I, 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 I try to make a point to not hang out with a lot of girls. <laughs> I think just for that point. <laughs> I know. It's a to- you guys are a totally different species. I, that's why we're here together. That's to exactly bring the real it. world. That's exactly it. <laughs> And, and for our listeners that don't know, Corey and I are not married to each other. Correct. Well, we do represent over 20, 20 ah, over 40 mm-hmm. years. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, we're, we're coming up on 19 this year. So but we do represent 40 years of marriage between the yep. two of us. So we Corey's do, younger than me. Yeah, not by much. <laughs> um, but it is one of those that when you're dealing with this type of an issue, one of the things that jumped out to me from one of the emails was our advice, the way it was interpreted, was the high desire partner, and let's just for the sake of hypotheticals, we'll make that the man. He has to, the one of the best things he can do is to work on making his wife feel sexier. He's heard that in our previous right, shows. that's what he's heard. Mm-hmm. And so he takes issue with that because most of the time, a husband, if they are even the slightest bit attentive to their spouse and to their life, know how to make their wife sexier. At least, maybe, maybe. Gina may not agree with this, but <laughs> I don't. I, I think men in general are not as clueless as, as sometimes we're, we're laid out to be. But it can be one of those that even just making her feel sexier isn't getting to the root of the problem. Exactly. If that's what the listener heard, then he's he is oblivious to the fact that we're saying this is a that sex and love is this 
both a barometer and a healer of, of this relationship. And so there's issues that, that need addressing. Right. So. Right. Because there is one, there's lots of popular beliefs out there of one of the, one of the best, I can't remember the exact phrase of it, but the idea of one of the best segues into sex for a man is to do the laundry, you know, the L word as a sexy move. You know, so you, you do the laundry and that's going to all of a sudden get her fired up. Or you can engage in chore play where you just mm-hmm. up your help around the house and that's going to help her unwind and be more sexual with you. Maybe. Yeah, a lot of women would say, yeah, absolutely, because she's just flat out too stressed, too much on her plate. And so the and that an acts of service might be her love language and for other women that's not what's going on there okay but do you think in general if if you have a woman that's just stressed out mm-hmm. and that's what she contributes as blocking the interest in sex and her desire do you think if he ups his game in that arena that solves it or is that just a band-aid Well, it all goes together. We want to work on internal elements and external elements, and that's the external element. Right. Well, because I think largely our discussion here is going to be it's the chicken and the egg. Uh, it's which one comes first. It's not necessarily, oh, if I up my chore play, I'm going to all of a sudden make my wife hot for me. And some guys will. It'll be like, wow, jackpot. Yeah, some will. But in in time, the new norm will establish. And if there's an issue going on with your spouse's desire, it will resurface. They've just yeah, labeled it as, well, I'm just so stressed, that's why I'm not into this. Or I've got so much struggle going on, that's why I can't do this. Because fundamental belief of mine, if it's important to you, you find a way to make it a part of your life. So we're going to speak for this show to this higher desire spouse who's feeling powerless. Correct. All right. So let's start with... Because uh, well, let's, let's set the scenario of... What do you, what do you, what's the counsel? Cause this is basically what a couple of the emails, if we condense them all together mm-hmm. are asking, what's the advice to the seriously issued marriage of the marriage is okay, except for sex and the sex is non-existent. It's the one where it's actually a, it's, it's reached the point of a withholding. It's not just, I'm not interested. It can be a complete withholding. And one, my first thought is it doesn't happen overnight. It evolves to this. Yes. And number two, the marriage is not okay. Right. And that's the second (laughs) is it's not a typical or an okay marriage. But it is fairly typical for the husbands to think things are okay. Much more often you'll pull a hundred couples. Right. And, and a majority of the men in that kind of thing, I'll say, well, yeah, the marriage is okay. And the women will say it's terrible. Okay. Why, so do, you, this, why do you suppose that the, is? I, because they have different needs. I mean, for him, a lack of conflict might be, oh, yeah, it's okay. And she's so com- utterly lonely inside that marriage. He has no idea that how angry that makes her to have no connection. Okay. Yeah, because that's the one thing that I think is a critical point is – when you when you seek to change something in your marriage that 
there could be some denial going on. There could be some withdrawal or withholding going on. There could be a total disconnect going on, but other aspects from the surface seem okay. Right, because there's not fighting. There's right. a little bit of companionship. Yeah, there's a little bit of teamwork. It's not real volatile. It, it's, right. It's not, it's not just a total knockdown drag out, but there are issues that quickly become that. So I, I think one important point to, to say from the outset is it, it may be in your mind or, or your spouse's mind a bad relationship, but it is a stable relationship. Yeah. And when you seek to change it, it's going to un- make things unstable. It's going to increase the volatility. It's going to change some things because just a fundamental component of systems is systems like homeostasis, which is the norm the balance and when something changes the system on an unconscious level operates to try to get it back to what it was to the normal so it'll be uncomfortable right because you're going to be trying to create a new normal you're going to be trying to create a new so the listener just wants to know how he does that how do i do it how do i move to new normal okay so if you've got a sexless marriage and you have a spouse that is is saying no i'm not i'm not going to be doing sex you know i just i'm fine if you just go ahead and get yourself neutered even to that extreme to me basically you got four choices one it's endless misery in that relationship if if you want to be in a sex a sexed marriage and that she doesn't you got a choice you can endless misery you can seek sex sex outside of the marriage so an extramarital affair extramarital sex something to that effect Three, you could get a divorce. Or four, you can create a sexual marriage. That's your choices. Because marriage at its heart is a sexual relationship. That's what distinguishes it from every other relationship you have in your life. Hopefully. So exactly. when, you're, when you're faced with stuff like that, to this degree, you have to get to the point where you realize things are not good. Things are not okay. Things are not normal. Even though on all the other aspects of your marriage, they may seem that way, you're not in a good marriage. So I think that's a conversation this couple needs to have. They need to lay it out with each other and say, listen, this is where we're at. This is, I'm speaking up for what I want. And these are our choices. And be able to look at them together and say, well, it, what well, can we do together? Because the, the, the issue is not her. The issue is not him. The issue is the relationship. And so it's, it's powerful to say how can we move forward with a decision and, and make something happen here. Yeah, but I also think I, I agree with your comment to a point, Gina, because mm-hmm. it's a relational component or it's a relational issue. But the way out of it is an individual one. Because if, if I continue to come at it with the idea of it's a relational, you know, hey, look, we co-created this sexless marriage. We, you know, and I realize I contributed to your decreasing desire. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do, and I'll just personalize it as if this was my marriage. But what I'm going to do, honey, is I'm going to become a better person. And, and this isn't necessarily a spoken conversation. This is just a, I'm going to stop talking about this and I'm going to start acting better i'm going to start being better i'm going to start i'm going to improve myself i mean one one conceptualization i've i've read about this is 
you have uh, everybody has a sex rank. Okay, that you know, mm-hmm. guys are renowned for they they walk around every day and they just kind of rank what, what they see. She's hot. She's not. Or she's an eight. He, she's a six. She's a four. She's a ten. She's a, you know. And I think that's just kind of a fundamental thing that we just do. Women do it too. The characteristics of what makes somebody something on on that scale is different between male and female, I think. But we all do it. So if I'm in a relationship and I'm I'm a f- six, I might be speaking very highly of myself there. Maybe I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. But if I'm a, I'm a six and I want to become a seven or an eight. That's not my wife's responsibility to make me a seven or eight. It's my responsibility to become that. So I'm going to start acting and doing things that would make myself and my life healthier, better, more sexual, more energetic, uh, more depth, more meaning, whatever it may be. So you know, I reached this point of, okay, I'm not going to settle for my first choice of living in endless misery in a sexless marriage. So now I'm going to start acting towards more what I want. I'm going to go exercise more. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to improve myself physically. And along with that, it's going to come a lot of mental improvement, a lot of emotional improvement because I get the body in line and in, in releasing the endorphins and all the different things that, that make us feel better about ourselves. Right. And then when I go down that path, Along with that, I'm going to stop talking about my misery and how you won't ever have sex with me. I'm going to stop begging for sex, but I'm going to, I'm going to show, look at it this, I guess this way. I'm going to start living my life, life as if, as if I'm capable of living my life without you. Okay. It's a, it's a big move. It's not that different from stuff we've said in the past. Though. No, it's not, but it's, I'm not going to go cheat. Okay. So that's but a I'm, decision. But I'm going to live as if I could. I'm going to live as if I'm a sexual being that has desires and wants. And I'm, I'm not going to go against my values and, and step out on my relationship. <laughs> but I am going to make the move as such that makes it to where I'm going to start down the path of more of what I want in my life. It's up to my spouse to decide, do they want to join me with that or not? So our listeners have heard us say this kind of thing before and they're saying, but what do I, they're still, they're frustrated because they're feeling powerless because they can't manipulate that spouse in response to these actions that we're saying. Be, we're saying step number one is being proactive for your own personal development, right. your own personal growth. Right. And the fact is you can't control their outcome. You're, you are powerless against their desires. Sorry. Yeah. That are. is the fact of life. And that's why we're just telling you, these are your choices. Right. Either let it stay exactly like it is, uh, get some lover on the side, which is pretty much outside our paradigms. It's pretty common in some cultures. Right. Uh, leave or or change. So you're the, the point is you're not powerless. Right. And when you say, I'm not going to bring it up anymore, how you won't, um, have sex with me. I, I can't say enough about how important that is about coming into a moment in that moment. If you're trying to start 
now make something fresh, then you can't be carrying all this resentment and baggage from last week and last month and the last five years. Take the moment for what it is. If it's a good moment, let it be a good moment. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's permission. Give yourself permission to be present in every moment. That's what we've talked about several times before. Absolutely. And we're still convinced it's going to make a difference because you're going to find out that when you've got this anger, you are still playing into what's not working. Exactly. I mean, I'll be completely uh, transparent from a female side. This week, I found myself you know, really frustrated with my husband emotionally. And I knew he just wanted some lighthearted time together and I just couldn't let it sit. I mean, we're having a good time and I'm like, by the way, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, I just dumped on him and, and I knew I was, you know, I was telling myself, don't do it, Gina, don't do it. Just let it be, (laughs) let it be. And, um, we do that so as women, that might be our emotional self, not letting the emotional place go without feeling like stuff needs to be heard. Although I will say this, that I was able to just get stuff off my chest and say, listen, you know how I feel. I'm not going to bring it up again. But I felt like stuff had to be said before we could move forward. So at some point, you have to make up your mind. How much do you have to say or what do you have to communicate? Because you need to make a, a time when you're going to draw this line in the sand and say, I'm not going to keep bringing stuff up. Yeah, except for in the manner and how you live differently. Right. Because that speaks so much more powerfully than your words. Right. You know, it's just that whole, I'm guilty of this, that I'll announce to my wife a, a new path or a course correction in my life of, you know, I'm going to start working out. And, and I'm going to eat better and I'm, you know, and I say all those things and it's that 10 minutes later I get up and I go get six Oreos and a big glass of milk, you know, <laughs> <to> start tomorrow <laughs> or, or something like that. And so it's just that my words have become so hollow because they know she knows me, you know, my wife knows me really, really well. But if I, when I just start doing things differently though, that changes everything. Yeah, in Think and Grow Rich, have you ever read that with Napoleon Hill? Yeah. He made such a, a a brilliant comment from one of the mentors was, tell the world what you're going to do. It's great. Tell them what you're going to do. Just show them first. Yeah. So when we're talking about making these changes in your marriage, just do it. Just yeah. show it. Take a step at a time. Sometimes you have to point out. Yeah. Well, you know, this is why I did this and this and this differently. Did you notice? Well, here's, here's, here's an example of this because I'm not, I'm not in a sexless marriage, you know, but it is an issue still of the desire differences of, you know, I have a higher desire than she does. That's just a reality. But that's a reality of every relationship and every aspect of a relationship. Last week, or it might have been two weeks ago, I think it was last week, I did the old hover move to try to initiate sex. Which is that whole, it's just a classic fail move most of the time where I just make myself available. You know, I just kind of hang around and hope she gets the picture. And then, it, and in reality, what it is, it's, it's me trying to initiate sex without ever I, bringing it up. So, like, are you hanging around, like, half naked or just sitting no, there while like, she's trying to do something? No, it's like our whole, our, our typical routine is we go to bed together most of the time. 
and I'll stay up later than her reading typically. But it was one of those nights where it was like, hey, let's go to bed. And so we go to bed together. We do the normal routine of getting ready for bed. And then we get in bed and we're talking. And I'm just kind of laying there right by her, just kind of watching her. And, you know, just kind of. That is so not seducing. No, it's not. Mind. No, it's not at all. But it is one of those when you are afraid of rejection or you don't want to bring it up, you don't want to bring it up. But you still want it to happen. And so she's, she finally, we're not having sex tonight. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, you know, I'm getting tremendously better of handling. Yeah, I realize everything I initiate isn't going to always be received and accepted. I'm going to get shot down. So what? So I was like, okay. And she's like, well, you're just hovering. Like you're waiting for it. And I'm like, oh. And that just struck me at the core. I was like, oh, you're right. I am. And so the next morning I woke up and I really kind of, wrestled with that of what's that about what am i hovering for if i want sex with my wife make a move and and go after it don't wait for her to respond necessarily but make a move and it's not like i'm going to forcefully make it happen but it's just this whole i'm going to go till you tell me to stop (laughs) and and the next day i did i tried that dramatic difference of what happened yeah because it was one of those where i acted what i wanted i lived what i wanted i didn't talk it i didn't say i didn't say to her i wish we could do this and here's what i want i just no i want sex i'm coming after you if you don't want it stop me so instead of being powerless you're standing in your power Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of the bottom line of what we're saying. Nobody's powerless. Nobody's in marriage by shotgun to the head. Right. And and so we volunteered. And, you know, we say that about our military in the U.S. as well. Well, it's all a volunteer force. That doesn't mean a lot of months don't really right. suck. <laughs> but, but, but you're in it. And I'm sorry, some people hate that word. But it's just kind of descriptive to me, whether you're a volunteer or not. Some times are really difficult. Yeah. And so it's worth it to be who you can be, reach your full potential. And we'll, we'll always say that to bring your best self to your mate, but you've got to know you're not powerless yeah. towards your own happiness. You're, you, if you're bored it, and you're frustrated with your own life, that is not your mate's fault. Right. Yeah, because all you can control is you. And lots of times when we reach like these examples we're talking about today of the the severe issues of there is no sex going on. Mm-hmm. In the same spectrum, I, I would put this kind of a concept of one spouse completely withholding or denying it from another. I would put that same concept into the same category as someone had an affair. Right. Because it's, I agree. you basically just broke the agreement. You know, yes, yeah, not being faithful. Right. I said earlier that sex at its core, at its heart, is a sexual relationship. I mean, without marriage, marriage at its core. Yeah, sex at its core is a sexual relationship too. <laughs> That's so profound. <laughs> that is very yeah. Wrestle with that one for a while. <laughs> marriage at its core and at its heart is a sexual relationship. I mean, without sex, it's just a legally binding friendship. That's that's yeah. the only thing that distinguishes you, that relationship from everything else. And so 
when you take that out by by the choice of one, not by the choice of both, but by the choice of one, that's a breaking of the agreement. That's a breaking of what distinguishes that relationship. So you're faced with some really tough choices. I completely get that. It's not easy to make these moves and say, you know, I'm going to start acting as if I'm capable of life without you. And it's not a knee-jerk reaction. That's one thing I think that's important to point out, that you don't just all of a sudden reach critical mass and say, look, I'm done. I think the best counsel is you reach critical point and say, I'm not going to tolerate the intolerable anymore, and I'm going to start acting and living more in line with my own power and more in line with what I want, what I want and I'm going to trust that that's going to provide the necessary ingredients to bring about a better relationship or it's going to end. And just acknowledge that reality. I know, but there's two ways that you can come to that approach. You can come completely self-absorbed, like that marriage exists for my self-actualization. I've heard whole marriage gurus say that marriage exists for my self-actualization or you can come from a from a place that says i want to know how to be a lover i want to know how to love my wife and in that process i'm going to be the best self that i can be and see what happens from there if you come at it from a self self self-absorbed mindset the marriage you're in is going to end and so will the next one and then the next one and then the next one yeah it's just going to be you're going to be a serial monogamist well, I just wanted to make it clear because it yeah. could sound like like it, the goal was self-fulfillment. Well, I think the goal is to live more in line with what you want, which there's some selfishness attached to that, and I think that's okay. I know. You always say that, and I just don't like that. Yeah. I stand by the word that says love is not selfish. Okay. Is if there's problems in my marriage— and I'm really angry, I can tell you it's not because I'm flowing in unselfishness. Because you... If there's a problem, a lot of times it's my selfishness that drives my anger. Okay. But is that about you or your husband? Or both? It's both, but if it's anger if i if i'm angry it's about me because something didn't go according to what you want yeah for decades (laughs) fair (laughs) i think that's fair but i think that's also what we use to quantify what happens in our own life it's a marker of our own choices in life how selfish we are no our wants our desires Which those can be termed as selfish. Hmm. I want to hear from our listeners. I do too. (laughs) What do you you think? (laughs) But, I mean, when you're dealing with what we've talked about with this show, and this is a a much deeper show than normal sexy marriage radio. we're, We're going into a category that is, it's filled with pain and frustration and hurt and you know fuming over it even burning over absolutely this issue but i mean medical issues aside because obviously that can be a factor when you're cut off from sex 
with your spouse and you want it, the marriage is really in critical condition. Mm-hmm. And it's a serious and legitimate issue to address. It's also one that probably would be better helped with actual professional help, <laughs> counseling, yeah. therapy, coaching, something. But you have every right to feel angry and hurt and frustration and all that because those are just normal feelings. But it's also at the same same time, it's okay for you to take action to address the issue, which may mean some tough choices are have to be made down the road. But life is tough choices sometimes. I mean, there's, I, I don't know how, there's no way to sugarcoat it. You know, there's, there's yeah. no way to talk about something this severe or this, this big without honestly addressing what it could lead to. Well, that is a big issue, especially when we're talking about a sexless marriage because of the issues. And those are big issues. Those I tell the listeners go, is your blow up my marriage on our website? That Corey has courses for marriage in distress. That would qualify. Mm-hmm. It does. So, you know, look at the resources that we have for you wherever you're at if you're if you just have low sex drive i've got a solution for that that sexy marriage solution if it's you know not these deep deep but it it all plays together like we're here for you and like i said we can't wrap it up in in a 30 minute show but we have resources and and we've got availability and you are not powerless that's the bottom line so we want to hear from you too come to the sexymarriageradio.com uh, chime in on that selfish or unselfish issue i'm curious <laughs> absolutely <laughs> gina wants to know who's in her camp <laughs> i think it's a matter of how we're saying it yeah well i think to wrap it up with this to me the way i define selfish it's only used when someone else wants them, to, someone to stop doing something they don't want them to do. That's when it's most often that word is thrown about. You know, you're being selfish because you're trying to hog this show because that just means I want more of the show. Oh, selfish is when someone wins and someone else loses. Usually. Ah, but, all right then. So. But selfish, just- there's a healthy selfishness. I really believe that. It's what it's what keeps our species going. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Are we selfish? Let us know. (laughs) SexyMarriageRadio.com. Have a great day.